Yeah, I can hear you fine. Sweet. Apologize if my cat jumps in and whatnot, but <laughs> no, that's fine. We're we're big cat friendly people around here, so you're good. Hell yeah! Whenever you're ready, let me know, and I'll uh, whatever you're ready to do. <laughs> it's a busy weekend, so. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, I, I like to say thank you for uh, reaching out and wanting to be a part of an episode. It truly means a lot when people are down to do that. So, uh, thank you a lot. Yeah, I love beer. I love music. Hell yeah, dude. Wanted to call you up, tell you I'm doing fine. I haven't talked to you, but feel like such a long time. Sometimes I think that all we had in common is we both believe in the same lies. It gets so hard to explain, so I just say I used to get messed up till I could barely breathe. It used to get messed up until I couldn't speak. I used to get messed up like you would not believe. I used to get messed up. I used to get messed up. That was a perfect crack. <laughs> Lots of experience. Um, uh, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Beers with Bands. Uh, this time, traveling virtually back out to the West Coast and the Pacific Northwest specifically. And I'm hanging out with Gordon from College Radio. How is it going? Freaking awesome, dude. Just cracked me a shillings. Can't can't complain. A nice cider and a cup. Um, it's kind of wet out Hell here, yeah. but I mean, it's the Pacific Northwest, so what can I say? It's kind of always raining. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so for for like I, like I mentioned, uh, Gordon is from the band College Radio, and College Radio is like a is a pop punk band from Seattle, and you guys just recently put out some music, which we'll get into. But I feel like we should definitely start at the beginning here. And what do you do in the band? Um, I sing and I play guitar. I get the easy work. <laughs> the hard work one of the two <laughs> yeah and then uh we're obviously missing some members tonight uh who are they and what do they do um right now we're missing evan and we're missing mike evan plays bass and he also sings uh, mike shreds the drums uh, mike's probably playing drums right now evan's probably playing bass right now um <laughs> evan <laughs> is not a beer drinker but he has awesome stories about when he was a beer drinker mike is a beer drinker so he'll uh He's drinking with us in a spirit. All right. I, I'm down with it. Uh, I mean, not everyone that comes on is always a beer drinker, but so um, I totally respect it. And I, I'm, I'm guessing that leads into some of the stuff on the latest EP, which we'll talk about because, I mean, there's a really good music video that you guys really recently put out for it, and it's super good. So we'll get into that here shortly. Um, but I like knowing backstories about bands. Because it's just like my little like way to 
feel like I know more about them and stuff like that. So, like, how did you guys form and become College Radio? So, College Radio started um, amidst uh, me leaving a deathcore band back in 2017 uh, called Enterprise Earth. And it was the first time I, like, not touring. Like, uh, was the, I would say uh, April is when I, like, thought of the idea. I had been pondering the idea. I used to play in a band called I Declare War. Hence the giant banner in the background. Um, <laughs> so I come from a pretty heavy, heavy style stuff of music. But, uh, you know, from the Northwest, I've, I grew up on Green Day. Blink-22, Alkaline Tree is my favorite band. Um, so it's been kind of brewing since about, I would say, 2015 is the idea. Is when I first really came up with it on tour in Europe. Um, and this is something I don't really talk about too much. Um, and I need to open up one of my phones. I have some of the first lyrics I ever wrote that we used in that old phone from a tour that we did in Europe with uh, Within the Ruins. Uh, one of the last bigger tours I did with the band before I jumped ship to Enterprise. But uh, it's one of those where I wanted to create something that was new school, but still like, you know, I'm a little older. Uh, I have five to 2000, early 90s pop punk. So I wanted to bring that back without a, you know, sounding like the Wonder Years or Neck Deep or State Champs, all these new school bands. And uh, the idea originally, and this will go into our new single, um, the band was going to be called Growing Pains. Like I had this idea, like, oh, I want to call it Growing Pains, kind of mock a little bit like uh, the Wonder Years did, the TV show stuff. And it just, it, I started writing stuff and I was like, oh, it just doesn't vibe. Like, the name didn't quite fit the music. And then, lucky, there's actually a Growing Pains now in Texas, and they're actually really awesome. And I feel like the name fits their music much better than it would ours. Um, but about 27, the end of 2017 is when I really started putting everything together, working with uh, one of the old guitar players of I Declare War to record uh, Love and Take Me Home. And I was like, dude, I, I'm going to call it College Radio. There's no band called College Radio. Like, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, it's a simple name. It's catchy. It's cool. Um, it's similar to that band Go Radio, but, or there's, I mean, there's a Seattle band called Danger Radio, too. So now I think about it, it's a little, there's a lot of radios out there, but uh, <laughs> Red City Radio is another band, a uh, killer band, too. But uh, and it just came together. Um, I started it by myself. Uh, built the songs up with love take me home and then i built a band around that um some past members that uh you'll see in some of the older videos like uh thoughtless and shine on is a uh, original bass player would be dylan uh stepped in who was friends with uh the drummer we had who first started the original drummer cody and uh we did a good amount of stuff from 2018 until we picked up taylor who was our guitar player who just stepped down to just focus on life and you know I understand that sometimes you know you're married yeah. you're getting older sometimes music doesn't quite fit in right. and we're a busy band you know i'm a it, i used to be a full-time musician now i'm like a part-time musician so like i want to go back to that full-time but back to uh the origins like uh you know started doing shows with a, as a three-piece with cody and uh dylan and just writing more and more uh Hence, like, uh, some of the songs, like, off the new EP that we put out, like, Untitled was one of the songs that we, we actually used to play as a three-piece. Uh, and uh, pretty much just built up when we got Taylor. It kept writing more and more. And then uh, towards the end of 2019, uh, 
we lost our bass player. But luckily enough, I played a show with Evan, our new bass player now, who is also the other singer of the band. We played with his band on Halloween. And me drunkenly, after a couple beers, went up to him and I was like, dude, like, love your set. Um, we kind of need a bass player. And I'd love to have a bass player that sing. And, uh, I mean, pretty much, you know, uh, long story short, he's in the band now, plays with us, and uh, we wrote some really amazing songs. It kind of leads us up to now. Like we lost our drummer Cody uh, during, like, right before the pandemic. You know, same thing. You know, like life goes on. You know, we got kind of busy. So some of the guys that couldn't handle the busy stuff, which we, you know, life, mental stuff comes first. You know, like take care of yourself first over anything else. Uh, and then we picked up Mike, and Mike's been uh, drumming with us now. I would say about a year almost. Like he joined around this time, and. Uh, been freaking awesome ever since i mean minus the pandemic right that's the small little origin <laughs> yeah. story of uh, the college radio universe no that's that's crazy and that kind of makes sense as to like like you mentioned i was watching some of these videos and how like there was different people like throughout and i was kind of like oh, okay like this like everyone always has turnover and like it's just a thing that comes with trying to keep a band going full-time and like keep pushing out like like, but like you said, like yourself comes first. So, like mentally, physically, everything. So, like for those guys having to step away for doing that, like big props to them for like realizing, like yeah, like I need to take this time and not wear myself out throughout the whole process. So, it's communication too is the big thing. What we like, like one thing that I. I... Another thing about college radio was I wanted to start something that was everything that was wrong with being in a band that like all the touring bands I was in, that just communication, like that being together as a group, like that was something that we wanted to like do like everything that was wrong with being in other bands that we didn't like, we wanted to make this one. That band was fun, like no pressure if that made sense like i mean there's always going to be pressure regardless because you know when you start doing more things or you step up some levels it's going to get a little harder you know and uh it's been pretty fun though i can't complain but uh we take care of each other you know and we, we're a band too that really promotes like mental health awareness um nobody's perfect we all have issues and if you can't accept people that have issues or you know you know mental health problems then like gtfo man we're all not perfect and um we want to you know everyone's not alone on that one too like so that's a big thing with college radio too is we're all uh, a little cuckoo for cocoa puffs if that makes sense and <laughs> no that, that's great that you guys are you're fully vocal about all that stuff and i really commend you guys for for doing that and like making that one of your main points um you see it every once in a while, but I don't feel like enough bands talk about it on a regular, so it's it's nice hearing it. We try to do it more. Like we have a, we're still kind of waiting for it to like pop out, but we have like a, we started selling them at our first show back uh, a couple weekends ago. But we're doing these little. I, don't, I wish I had one, but um, our bass player Evan does a lot of our merch, like prints a lot of the simple stuff, like the the one colors, um, really cool designs. And he had this idea of doing these little pill bottles, you know, and what we wanted to do is use those as, you know, mental health awareness where if we, we sell them, you get a download code for the EP, 
you get this cool little bottle inside of it, stickers, uh, buttons, and a download code and a patch. But the label still hasn't kind of put all the, we have a bunch of cool stuff that the label has, but they're still working on their merch store for that. And I think we're going to end up doing another set of them just so we can get them out because we want to work with a nonprofit and kind of get a little of that towards uh, something that can help with, you know, mental health awareness. So keep an eye out for that one. Like those are pretty cool. And then if you know, like I'm not saying anybody that smokes weed or, but weed's legal here, but you can put your weed there. No, that's all. Yeah, when you when you get, you get your hands on one, definitely send me a picture because that sounds really cool. It's like a nice little merch idea. I'll show. You, I'll shoot you because I have I have them on my phone. I'll shoot you one after this. Pretty fun. All right, sounds good. Um, so you guys have gone through all these changes, and then uh, sorry, my roommate's walking by. Uh, you you said like you guys are been a like a busy band. Um, obviously we did have the whole pandemic that is thankfully now starting to die down a little bit, but what was 2020 like for you guys? Um, dude, honestly, it was a, it was like a being hit in the back of the head with a sledge. You know, I don't know if you've seen anybody watching, seeing a <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre and there's that scene of original one, not the, the new ones, but dude opens it up, pops the guy in the back of the head, kind of twitch and fall. That's probably the best way to describe it. One of those where you have these plans and you're so set for this like kick-ass year, and then someone out of nowhere opens up a door and clocks you in the back of the head, <laughs> out of nowhere. Um, but uh, weird analogy. Uh, it kind of felt like that, but we picked it up pretty quick. Like, uh, I mean, we played our first, our second bigger sold-out show the beginning of the year. So one, we were one of few bands that could say that. Oh yeah, we played like a. 500 sold 500 cap sold out show with uh, the classic crime and assuming we survive and then literally a month later the world shut down and uh that kind of was like a, a whole we had some tour stuff set up um we had more plans than the ep but then uh honestly the the pandemic allowed us to do that ep also we signed to a record label during the pandemic which was also fun which a lot of us like who signs to a record label during a pandemic? We can't really do anything to <laughs> really push out like a when you right. put out an EP. But I mean, third string has been awesome. Mike's awesome. Cheyenne's awesome. Too sweet, of you guys. Um, stoked for more releases with them. But it was pretty busy. We did that a lot of live streams, like uh, which a lot of people are like, "How do you do it?" Like, I know a lot of people that tried them, didn't like them, um, got nervous at them. It's just you know not playing. And, in front of anybody and I, I think it's like have you not played an empty room before because i know like we're all musicians we <laughs> right. all have, you don't always play packed shows like you had to play an empty room and still like you know regardless i'm gonna give two people a, a freaking show and not saying that we always like call radio plays in front of two people but on tour i've definitely you know like i've played in some bigger bands and sometimes you go on tour you'll play a spot with maybe five people but we'll still give them the best show of their life you know over there oh yeah um but other than that just pretty much the the live streams doing the uh doing our ep with third string um we got a, a couple spots on alternative press which is really huge uh on our end which is really cool for us we we're like super hyped on that like that's a big thing everyone keeps asking like how did you guys get on ap it's like right place right time maybe being one of the only few like 
pop pop punk bands out of Seattle too because we we got wrote up for being like a, a the fifty band like you know fifty states each band in each state and we got the Washington one which was really cool and um our uh, I used to get messed up music video got released with them which is really cool thanks Mike I know the label helped out with that so that was a our year kind of in a nutshell it was pretty cool though no complaints yeah uh yeah i was gonna bring up the whole ap magazine spot because i mean it's just a it's everyone's kind of like i was talking about this in another episode but like it's everyone's kind of like you made it dream to be featured in there without like having to do it yourself and like to be featured as the top band to check out in your state along with like 40 other 49 other bands to like the the top 50 bands of the u.s basically is what they're saying to check out at this time like they're blowing up and like it's got to be just amazing because I know uh, for past listeners, Eugene Levy, Brian's on here all the time. They're featured in there, and like he was so stoked on it, like he was so hyped, it was crazy. So, love you, Eugene Levy. <laughs> I've been calling on their stuff. <laughs> their uh, recent stuff has been awesome. Like, but it, it is yeah, like a, I, I play I, in a I love band. all those dudes. Killer, killer dudes. Um, I play in another band called No Home, and actually last year too, like the beginning of 2020, um, one of our friends in uh, the band Dead Lakes from out here, there's a lot of really cool bands from Washington, so it's like for us to get that one for the pop punk stuff, we were pretty hyped, because there's a couple like the home teams from out here, and they're technically a pop punk band, more more alt rock now, but they're killing it right now, like as usual, but uh, uh, my other band, No Home, we had a friend from Dead Legs go, hey, like, uh, it's really cool seeing you guys in AP. Um, that was another time, like, we had a whole write-up. We didn't even know about it. <laughs> we were like, what? So uh, our singer at No Home goes and picks up a couple of the magazines. And he's like, well, no shit. Like, there you go through it. And there was, like, a, it was the 100 Bands to Check Out issue from last year. And bada boom, we're, we're just like, holy, we didn't know about it. <laughs> we're still, to this day, don't know who did it who put us in there and it's another like really cool thing like um that that was a check off online like to actually have a picture of us in there like that like in the magazine i think the only other time uh yeah. we had a when uh i declare war was on artery records uh we put out uh violent people by nature and we had a full page ad that was cool like i remember why it was like oh holy shit. like that revolver all that i was like oh my god this is sick <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, mad oh, props uh, for for all that. Yeah. Um. So, just so I heard it properly, for this latest EP, uh, called "I Used to Get Messed Up." Yeah, uh, I used to get messed up. So you guys had that already done, like pre-pandemic, or was it you guys signed and then kind of worked on it and finished it up? throughout the year um signed we signed and uh half of the record was pretty much all the record was done minus i used to get messed up so we had done shine on um put that out and uh like right is right in like january time uh finished it was funny as i uh just got that uh those like memory stories on facebook because we actually were recording i used to get messed up today a year ago today is when we recorded it so like that's oh, another wow. real cool thing it's like oh shit man like 
we we recorded that song today a year ago and now like seeing it like come to life and like kind of bringing that little bit of ska vibe to the college radio was really fun like that was that was a, it's an evan song too evan wrote that one so thank you evan wherever you are right now in seattle <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it's a solid solid ep um i really dig it i've got to like fully sit down and just listen to it all and like take it all in today and then checked out the music videos for it all and i'm telling people like there's a reason you guys are on that that ap list for sure because it's fucking sick and people need to go listen to it by the end of the by after this episode because we got more stuff to talk about but after this episode definitely go check it out because it's super good um i mean even like uh even like the the title track i used to get messed up is like so deep and like like especially like how you mentioned earlier how like evan doesn't drink anymore and like it comes out and all that and it's it's a deep very good song and i mean the whole thing is just amazing so we got lucky because like uh evan plays like i said another radical band from out here called midnight movie um i believe that's what he's doing right now it's doing midnight movie practice so i hope they're killing it right now (laughs) um but it was one of those songs where it's like you know they're more of the vibe of like that indie rock kind of i would i would like Jeff Rosenstock, Pup, kind of that vibe, and uh, like Death Cab, and uh, you know we're like more like like that real like upbeat pop punk, like even more ska vibe too. Like, and you know he's like, I got this song idea. Like, what do you guys think? And I was like, I would love to have you front this song because it would be nice to just rock the guitar, play some leads, and just have some fun. You know, reminiscent of really? Link too, which is really cool and uh showed it to us i was like yep we gotta we gotta turn this into a song dude like this is gonna be sick and it kind of sparked us writing these back and forths and like i mean we spent uh yesterday me and evan spent like 12 hours in the studio writing a song from scratch like pretty much uh and there's a lot of back and forths with that And, and it's a different sound too um and then uh same thing on Thursday, actually. We did another one from scratch, like another idea that I had in my head. I was like, I got this idea. We got to put it out. We're trying to work with some other producers out here, kind of broaden our horizons. And uh, I was just, we're grinding. And that's just one set of like uh, other stuff that we're doing right now, too, man. Like we, uh, we finished up, we got a master's for a couple more songs off this new record we're doing and finished drums. Uh, our drummer, Mike, finished some drums last week or no, actually, God this week we did a whole lot of stuff this week man I, <laughs> yeah, holy smokes i didn't think about that yeah he did a our drummer did drums for three songs too that are completely for other stuff for the the new new record and the stuff that we did after that those are for just the two singles that we want to have just you know on the side ready to put out whenever we want like i said those ones are a little different a little fast maybe one of them's more i would call it um our producer was calling it a uh, festival rock style music to where it's like something you'd, you'd okay. get the crowd jump up and down at a festival. Like, so I was like, Oh, okay. I dig that. That's a cool vibe. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm stoked to, to see what, well, to hear them when they're all done and, and ready to go. Like stoked. I can't wait to show them. Like, uh, I know one of them, uh, one of the masters we got back is like if you were to take, how do I put it? Uh, if you slow college radio down, you go. But um, it's kind of like a Green Day Weezer vibe, and uh, what I'll say is like little little 
little uh, teasers on that one. Like I was able to get my cat to hold still for a shot that is kind of a remnant shot. And I'm sure if anybody's listening, if your fans a jawbreaker and you could find that jawbreaker record with a cat on it, um, that's going to be the singles cover, but more mocked on our end. So it's a little fun little mock on a jawbreaker cover with uh, this new, because it's like a 90s vibe kind of song too. So hopefully that one will be out here in the next couple months. Tight. People know who uh, jawbreakers. And then, yeah, people know. Listeners know. Um, and then I saw you guys did a, <laughs> I saw you guys did a Christmas song recently too. Uh, which was I, I watched that today and it was just so good and, and like heartfelt and it, like my favorite part was the whole just like I'm Jewish like like that I had me dying towards the end of that that whole video but like done so well you guys kill it that was another one too like I wrote that song oh my gosh I wrote that song in like 2018 um, I wrote it for my partner uh, and uh, more like the idea of like you know like a cute Christmas song for my girlfriend. And uh, it, it just kind of sat in my phone, like one of those ideas, you know, I was like, oh, this is a cool little thing. I want to write a Christmas song. And then, uh, you know, obviously the pan, you know, with the whole pandemic and stuff, I was like, oh, crap, like we, we should probably do this now. We have the time to do it. Um, and this is, we went into our buddy's Dane studio who actually we recorded all the guitars and vocals for I used to get messed up with. And I told him, I was like, dude, I got this Christmas song idea. I have the bare bone. I have the lyrics of the melody and acoustic guitar. Like, that's all I got. Like, you think we could build something around that? And uh, threw Mike on a drum kit, threw uh, some ideas. And then I had a bridge part, but it was like, I don't, I don't have any vocals on this. Like, what do we do? Um, and then that's where that bridge came from, where it's like that real, really, dark, <laughs> really kind of dark, but funny. But, you know, I want to play on like, you know, being that pop punk, almost like a Blink-22 band where it's like silly. That's actually uh, our, the producer, Dane, screaming. He's like, we're kind of doing like, how can we be real dark? Um, it's like, oh, we got to do like, it's like, you know, like just because it's a Christmas song, we got to do the Jewish thing. I was like, no one in the band is Jewish though. And I don't want to piss anybody off, but I mean, I guess it is kind of funny and it's a play on like Christmas and all that stuff. So you think it was shot. Yeah. Oh, it came out so good. Evan, Evan does all the vocals, the, the, um, the Santa and the, <laughs> the kid voice. So, uh, that's the even better part too. He's like, I don't know if I can do Santa. I was like, dude, your voice is low enough to do Santa. And he's like, what about the kid voice? I was like, you just killed it on the kid voice too. So, and that's a, that's actually my girlfriend who passed out on the couch where it's like, you know, like my mom needs a new liver. So we had fun with that one. My buddy Brian filmed all that too. Like I'm, we did that all in my apartment. So I, I went to all my neighbors and was like, Hey guys, we're going to be a little loud for this video thing. So if you hear noise and stomping, um, the fire thing was probably my favorite part. Like Evan just lighting that hairspray aerosol cam. Like I thought we were gonna burn the house down. We didn't, which is killer. Um, we even had beer because this is beer. We had awesome eggnog ale from our buddies at Silver City Brewery out in Bremerton. Um, if anybody is a big fan of MXPX and has watched any of their the recent live streams, 
they are fueled by Silver City Breweries badass beer. So check them out. I should be drinking that right now, but their IPAs are a little too strong for me, and it's a Sunday, so I had to get my ciders. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, before we get on to what we're, we are drinking tonight, uh, I the other reason I brought up the Christmas Day song is just because if people, people that know me, I love bands like not covering Christmas songs but doing their own take on one and coming up with the whole concept and it's done really well like I've already talked about them on this episode but Brian just kills it every time with Eugene Lovey but they have a really good Christmas song out there too uh and you guys are definitely added to my Christmas playlist for sure for this upcoming year because it's so fucking good so go check out that Christmas song as well people come on warm holidays (laughs) You know, it's, it's nuts because it's like one of those where it's like, you do a Christmas song, that's kind of etched, and it's not a cover, it's etched in your life for the rest of your life. You now have a song that you can oh, share, yeah. like, like 10 years from now, I can play it for my kids, and be like, this is dad playing Christmas music. Well, they'll probably hate it, but I mean, that's forever <laughs> etched, which is really cool, like, and forever etched in, like, anybody can listen to it on a holiday, like, one time a year, you know, like, December hits, Honestly, probably you can listen to it October then, but you know, yeah, but. Right. yeah. All the stores do it. They start at like, what is it? No, either November first, or they'll start like right at the beginning of October. Like they'll just skip those holidays. Started right now. I'm gonna walk into Walmart. I'll probably <laughs> see Christmas. <laughs> this is just a side note, but I used to work at like a like a hardware store, and I remember. It was like July, and our Christmas trees were already coming in. And I was like, it's July. Like, it's 80 degrees outside. Why are we doing this? I know that there's some there's some companies that make that joke of Christmas in July. I, I know out here, like, some of the hardware stores and some of that will do that. So it's just like, yeah, I get it. Christmas is coming. <laughs> we all can't afford anything still, so, like, stop trying to throw it in our face. All these cool <laughs> stuff. Too broke can't right. live off of 1400 where's my stimmy where's my stimmy too yeah i need that stimmy man uh i wasted my stimmy so hard but we're not we're not here to talk about that one we'll just live with that no <laughs> hopefully it was wasted uh, in a good way That's no yeah <laughs> i i reinvested it in a way i just bought a okay. bunch of records for no reason <laughs> That's that is not a waste, my friend. That is not a waste. <laughs> Records are worth. Vinyl is worth it. Vinyl is worth. It. Yeah. So I started. My buddy was trying to get me collecting, and I finally started collecting like in December, and it's just gotten out of hand since December. It's pretty bad. Oh, did you get that itch? Um, a couple of years ago, I got my dad in. Oh yeah. Like, uh, he went through a divorce, and like, we started, you know. Hey, I picked up this record. He's like, oh, oh man, like that's rad. And he just started like, well, I actually gave him Chinfo. Uh, I gave him my Good Morning record that I had since pretty much it came out in like two thousand and what two thousand three. I think it came out. I got I got this record in two thousand and five. I think and it's one of those where I'm like, we had I can't remember what we were doing during the pandemic. I was like, Dad, I got you something. Oh, I'm giving you something. This is my favorite record, my all-time favorite record. 
I want you to have it. Give it a listen. It's my favorite band. So it's a, uh, ever since then, we just kind of, oh, I got this record. I got an extra one here. And we just trade records back and forth. Like, uh, even my partner, like I got her into it a little bit, but we had to kind of like slow down because, you know, like the pandemic was a little, little rough on, uh, the bills and whatnot. Cause you know, some of the records can be a little yeah. pricey. Like I spent like almost a hundred dollars on a freaking, uh, what was it? Uh, Ah, uh, gosh darn it. it. Was it a Nirvana record? No, no, no. I, don't, I spent money on like a, a pretty heavy duty, like Pacific Northwest one where I was like, I got to buy this record. I need this record. I don't care if it's 100 bucks. And people can talk crap on Nirvana. I mean, Nirvana is a killer punk rock, man. That they are. And I mean, if you were to find like a good one, like that's that's a grail for a lot of people, so can't can't give hate for that. Oh hell no! <laughs> what was the what was the last record that you get that you actually picked up? The last record, well, the last record I actually got was uh, the reissue of Insomniac by Green Day. Oh nice! It's one of those where uh, a lot of people ask, like, "What's your favorite Green Day record?" and over the years, I don't know why I never listened to Insomniac when I was younger. Like, I got it's weird. I got every record, record, but like, uh, I started with I got the Dookie tape as a kid, and then I got from there, I went, I got Nimrod, and then up, if that makes sense. So, there's like, I didn't even at one point, I didn't even know Insomniac existed for some reason as a kid, like, which I still to this day, I kind of feel bad about because, like, I, I wish I would have. Like, uh, I heard the songs on, uh, and we didn't have the internet quite, you know, like we do now. And like I wasn't on the internet. I right. honestly, man, I didn't have a phone until I was 19 years old, because I didn't care for cell phones like that. Like I was, just, I, a skateboard kid that loved listening to music in my CD player. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like I heard, you know, I heard the songs on like uh, their international super hits record. I always thought they were like just B sides or something. I never quite looked into it. Mm. More of an alkaline trio guy myself, but. Over the years, I you know became more of a fan and realized a uh, fan of Insomniac and realized that that's probably my favorite record. It's like a little darker. They're still playing in like I would say almost like a, a flat tuning. Like it's like a E flat or E or like a, a sharp tuning, whatever. If anybody cares about tunings, but uh, it's just so good. It's just a, a unique record. A, a unique record for the '90s too, if that makes. Yeah. What about you? What was the last record you got? Uh, so the last record I just got was I found basically bootleg copies of uh, Limp Biscuits, Chocolate Starfish, and Hot Hot Dog Flavored Water. Uh, yeah. So scooped one of those up because I'm not gonna pay actual prices for the real ones because those are like 200 bucks and I spent like 40 bucks, so it was a win for me and it sounds amazing. So. Honestly, a bootleg copy sounds cooler in my eyes, just because later on in life it's gonna be like, well, this isn't actually. It just makes it different if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, so I hope that people we actually have. I don't. What is we have? We have a one vinyl, and we made twenty of them. Of the, it's pretty much like uh, I took the idea of everything that we had done. I wanted to put it on a, you know, a twelve-inch vinyl. Because like, we had just enough, and the, the 12 inch you can put just about like on 
front and back side enough. And uh, that's actually where we kind of like anybody that picked it up got to hear um, the new version of Love for the first oh, time. Nice. Actually, it's technically this. One second here. Which I don't know if I have any more of these, but we have a uh, tapes. Okay. And uh, it's pretty much the same thing, but in vinyl form. This guy, Shine On, done by uh, artwork done by my homie Valentine, who does all of our all of our artwork. Uh, Valentine designs, killer artist. But uh, ah, I just love it. It's one of those like just it's a nostalgic kind of thing in my eyes, like a vinyl. I, we, we were trying to do a seven inch for. Uh, I used to get messed up. We probably still will. We actually do have tapes too. Um, dropping shit. Of I used to get messed up. Okay. Um, these, we actually have about 25 of them. Part of the stuff that's sitting at the record label ready for uh, us to put out whenever the merch store is all set up. If it doesn't, I'm going to make sure we get those back. Third strength, give it a, give it to us so we can sell them. Uh, so uh, our fans can get Because they're cool, like, collector stuff. I do, yeah. I know some friends that, I, you know, I got a couple. When I first got them, I sent them to some friends. I still, like... I kind of want to send one to Fat Mike and be like, yo, dude, sign up. <laughs> Just kidding. But, uh, well, they're cool little collector's items, you know? Yeah. But, uh, I would definitely want to, I know we're going to probably do some vinyls for the new stuff. I think we're going to do a tape, maybe, for, uh, the next two releases we do. I kind of want to, just for the hell of it, um, it's like almost the only idea from a killer band out in, Portland called Glacier Veins. They did this really, not to bring up Jawbreaker again, really killer Jawbreaker cover. And they put out a just a two-song uh, cassette tape with them on it. So it's like, huh, kind of want to do something like that where it's like the, the fans can get the, the song on a tape if they want it. They can still listen to it online. But... Yeah. Yeah, no. It's a little, I... little nostalgic. <laughs> no, like I'm not big into tapes, but I've gotten a few like buddies bands have like, I've gotten tapes from them and like, it's it's just like another cool thing to ha- to like kind of have um cuz like you said it's 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 all just like kind of nostalgic feel like I don't have a tape player but I'm still going to like display it properly on like my shelf and like be like yeah like my buddies put out tapes like they did this it's fucking cool like no one does it anymore so it's it's sick well it's coming back it's, now it's that, it's that core collector cuz you know like I I honestly it comes from wanting to do a lot of this comes from being a part of the metal scene and those like the metalhead fans they love vinyls they love tapes it's it's the collector side of stuff you know it's it's almost like being like i have a lot of toy stuff too like a lot of star wars stuff legos so it's like that weird collector side you know bringing up some i'll show you another funny thing uh my other band it's so so nuts is uh eight track oh what so i had there's a company that makes eight-track tapes. Uh, just blew my mind. He uh, a big fan of uh, my other band, and we put out a record called uh, "Living in Hallways, No Home." And I saw, tagged us in it, posted it. And I was like, "Holy shit!" And uh, it's from uh, Emo Cow Records. And he goes, "Dude, do you want it?" I'm like, "Yeah." I asked the guys. I was like, "Does anybody else want it?" They're like, "I don't care for it." I was like. Well, I want it. I'm a collector of all sorts of little things, right. you know. Like I said, I got a giant twenty by twenty I declare war banner for my old band. <laughs> <laughs> but 
they don't quite know where that went, so we won't tell <laughs> them. And I know they're not gonna watch. <laughs> no, that's that's dope. That it's a fucking eight track for your band. Like it works yeah. too. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I haven't tried it, but he should, he like took a picture, like a video of it. He's like, it works too. Put it in, and I was like, holy shit! I asked my dad, I was like, you got an eight track player somewhere? He's like, no, probably never mind. <laughs> Oh yeah. You can you can upload. I know some people that like uh you can make like a player where you can get an eight track player and put something. I don't know. You got to be extremely nerdy for that one, but it's still really cool. Yeah, that's fucking dope. Um, I didn't even know people were still like were on that level to even like still want to make like anything on an eight track. So like that's it's just blowing my mind right now. I didn't either until that. I was like super surprised, and that was just uh they. Been, he, uh, Emo has been doing it for a minute because I know a couple friends out here who actually have I believe a band Burn 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 R.I.P. isn't a band anymore has done some stuff from them maybe heck yes too but it's that whole like collector stuff there's a whole world of like music collectors which is really freaking cool yeah yeah well people definitely keep an eye out in case they, you guys press that vinyl because uh, my name will probably be on an order because that's going to be sick to, to have and to rock and I'm always uh, down with that stuff. I have everything ready for it, so it's whenever we can bite the bullet, make it happen, and pull the trigger. But we definitely want to do it for. Honestly, it's once we can actually hit the road and tour again, is when we probably are going to want to actually do a couple like seven inches. Um, I mean, we do have physicals of the record, not a whole lot, like the actual physical CDs, which is pretty neat. But uh, you just got to head over to our band camp for that one, and hopefully in the next like month or so we'll have an actual website up where people can buy uh, stuff it's not band camp because a lot of people some people go to band camp some people don't so yeah um but yeah no uh, i'm stoked on that and then um i guess before we forget since we did go off on a little tangent about vinyl because who it's vinyl you got to do it um what are you drinking tonight tonight we are drinking the local legends by shillings got that sam squanch on there rocking out yeah it's a semi-sweet it's pretty good no complaints Tight. i'm a cider guy myself um like i said if i wasn't drinking the cider phone it was a, a party day it would be a silver city brewery stick with them most of the time like uh their ipas are awesome uh they have a good summer beer right now uh Check out Silver City. Uh, Shillings is really killer too. If anybody does like ciders, um, what are you drinking again? So you said, uh... yeah. So I'm taking it a little easier uh, since it is a Sunday night and it is a little bit later here in the Midwest. Um, but I got a couple claws, had a tangerine and a mango, and then I do have a PBR as my third on deck because uh, love me some PBR. Man, you know, talking about PBR, um, when I was in Idaho Clear War, we were drinking. A heavy drinking thing. We had a shirt that, I mean, we had a shirt that was, pardon my language, anybody that is uh, religious, I'm sorry. Uh, anyways, <laughs> it's uh, it was Chug Whiskey, Hail Satan. Chug Whiskey, Hail Satan. Oh, dang it. What was it? Dang. Uh, Eat Pussy, Chug Whiskey, Hail Satan. <laughs> and uh, it was like a Jack Daniels logo on the front of it. We did so well with that shirt that Jack Daniels sent us a cease and desist. Oh, that wow. was tight. I was like, all right. 
But uh, PBR, man, like there was how we would always drink cold PBR. There is nothing, nothing better than ice cold PBR. But 2015, I couldn't do it. For some reason, I had like I take a sip of PBR and just be nauseous. I don't know what the hell it was. I think we just drank it so much. Like, uh, honestly, that's kind of why I made the switch over to ciders. Like, beer itself, like, started to really just like hit me the wrong way. Oh yeah. Where I started to get sick quick. I'm like, what the heck? Like, maybe my body doesn't like alcohol anymore. I, I honestly have slowed down. Like, uh, not not a heavy drink. I'll have a beer here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a. Uh, the other side of things that are more green and uh makes you a little more tired or hungry but uh again pbr though um it was 2013 we were playing in germany and we had some american soldiers come out to the show and they brought us a case of pbr and out you know anybody watching ever been to europe a lot of their beer is not like as cold as we drink it a lot of places don't drink beer as cold as we drink it i think that's Oof. I was gonna say something. I was like, well, "That's a little inappropriate," but uh, one of those was just like, "Oh my god, PBR, fucking Germany." Uh, we did drink them warm, but it was still real nice to have like a PBR, like when we we're as far away from home. So, shin full my PBR story. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I love PBR. I've drank it for like ninety percent of the episodes. Um. They still never email me back, which is kind of hurts PBR. I don't, if you're listening to this, that hurts, man. Hurts big time. Come on, Paps. Where's that blue ribbon? Right. Just want a t-shirt. Uh, Get this man a t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, I, I dig the, the shillings box for sure. Um, I mean, Sasquatch fits in perfectly with Pacific Northwest. Uh, actual side question: Do you think uh, Sasquatch is real and exists? Uh, you know, I'll say yes. There's enough people to believe in them. The Sam Squanch. Um, I think that there's. Uh, I mean, I believe in aliens, but a lot of people don't believe in ghosts. But I don't believe in ghosts though, too. So it's like such a weird contradiction. Well, you believe in Sasquatch and you believe in aliens, but you don't believe in ghosts. I don't know. It's one of those where it's like, uh, I've seen more proof of aliens. I feel like we see somewhat proof. Actually, you know, now that we, not the tangent off, but like someone did bring a pretty solid point is we have such high quality cameras now. How come we haven't gotten a good video of Sasquatch or a good picture of them? If like we have, really good cameras i mean our phones alone are giant from a giant computer like this big now like right where's where's our videos and actual pictures you know maybe we'll see we'll see i i I question that anybody out there help me figure this out why can't we see sasquatch yet you figure at least with like even with like trail cameras nowadays too like even those cameras have gotten super good granted they're always like grainy to a point but like how are there not just like trail cameras just everywhere as much as can be through like the forest up of the Pacific Northwest to get some trace? Like, there has to be someone out there that, because you know, you do have people out there that are chasing the, the Sasquatch just like Tom DeLong is chasing aliens right now. <laughs> yeah. So, 
and technology is there to where you can put something out there. So maybe we'll get one. Maybe maybe Sasquatch is in Middle Earth or something, as they're saying. <laughs> With the, uh, what do they put it, the lizard people. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, and the mole man too, right? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole cult out there, I guess. We were talking about it yesterday out that uh, about the lizard people and how they're. It's kind of like a wanting to go down instead of going. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It's fucking weird. It's fucking cool. Fucking weird. We yeah. live in a weird time. Yeah, we do. It's a. Uh, I want to know what's in the ocean personally. Like, that one's scary. If you really think about that, like, we're all talking about, oh, we want to go out into space. Yeah. What the hell is in our ocean, deep, deep ocean? Because there's some shit that we haven't looked at. Like, yeah, it's fucked up shit. I'm waiting for that actual Godzilla to, like, come up out of the ground. Like, oh, God. <laughs> shit. <laughs> no one's yeah. see a giant Kong. Well, did you... This is like a sidetrack on top of all this, but did you ever watch that Jason say the movie, uh, like the Meg, like the Megalodon, like the giant shark movie that came out a few years ago? I checked it out. I did fall asleep. I'm not gonna lie. That, that's that's really fine. But like the whole point in that movie was they went down so far past like a a section where you couldn't see, and that's what like released it in to like our part of the waters. And like, what if there really is some shit down there like that? Like. We're just not breaching to the right spot and it can't come through or something. I mean, I'm, it's possible. I mean, there's a whole there's a whole belief system of this thing called Asgard, if I'm not not mistaken, that is this weird Middle Earth. I mean, even like, I hate saying the dude's name, but Hitler was kind of like obsessed with that in a weird way. Like, he sent, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that crazy psychopath sent actual like, uh, fleets out to like the can't think of it it's either north or south pole like somewhere out there to try to find that entrance so which is a whole other world where the the tall humans are the dinosaurs are still at right this weird little earth thing it's crazy man (laughs) imaginations are fucking awesome (laughs) That's all I can say. Like the things that we can think up inside our heads blows my mind. Right. And we're uh, like on the cusp of uh, think about it, like virtual reality. We feel like we're patching ourselves into our own matrix. Who knows? Um, yeah. And I'm still so, even half blind. <laughs> so I feel like this is a perfect spot to transition into the later half of the episode. Um, now that we got everyone just roped back in on all the conspiracy theories. Um, so the later half of the episodes for new listeners or people that don't know is the section where we just talk about fun, cool, uh, actually fun, cool, shitty, terrible, horrific, downright dumb, uh, just any like uh, adjective for tour stories or show stories that you might have encountered in your years of playing in a band. Oof. Too many of them, man. I got a <laughs> lot, actually. Um, some fun ones. Like, uh, there was one night we were playing uh, The End in Tennessee, and we were on tour. It was a, a Carnifex headliner, and fucking 
Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters is at our show. Like, checked out I Declare War and Carnifex. And, like, our front man at the time, like, you know, he's, he's a very monotone face. This dude has the biggest fucking grin on his face. I'm like, why are you smiling, dude? Like, I mean, the show is sick, but why are you smiling like that? Like, you look like you're smiling like a, like, you just, like, won a million bucks. Like, and he goes, dude, Taylor Hawkins from Foo Fighters watches play tonight. I'm like, what? And I look over, there, there's fucking Taylor Hawkins just by himself. I'm talking all alone, just hanging out with us, the bands while they're loading out. So me and our merch guy, Charlie, just run over there. I'm like, Charlie, my phone died. And he's like, I got it. And he got a freaking picture and got to hang out with Taylor Hawkins for like 30 minutes. And then he goes, all right, guys, I got to go. And he just walked off, walked <laughs> off into the dark. Like literally just he was there and just alone, just walked off into the dark. I was like, holy shit, that was the drummer of Foo Fighters just chilling at our show. Like, whew. That's amazing. That was that was a fun one. Like, um, God, I'm trying to think of some other crazy stuff. Um, I mean, partying too hard and, like, because we're talking about beer. I remember uh, the last time we were in Europe, the first show we played, we literally like packed this like 500 cap venue, sold out show. Uh, first show in Germany was sick. Um, and then they let you stay at the venue, and they have like just beer, whiskey. I'm talking like we were doing. We were in the venue doing beer bong, like beer bong, <laughs> to the point where we had drank so much beer at this point where I remember like I. I felt so bad. They didn't care, but I took the beer bong and I instantly fucking vomited. It wasn't like chunks or anything. It was all just beer back out all over the ground. They're like, they just start fucking laughing. So like, next time, just go to the window. Our fucking guitar player does the same thing. Instantly runs out the window. Like, so it's literally us taking beer bongs with like within the ruins and just puking out the window. Like, I remember waking up the next day. I couldn't find my contacts. This is day one of a month long tour through like Europe, the UK and Russia. Oh, yeah. Like, Playing, I, I played the whole fucking tour without, like, I, you know, I had my glasses, but, like, you know, you can't really play with, you can play with glasses if you're just rocking out, like, let's say college radio, I can wear my glasses and play. Yeah. Sometimes. Like, I like to move around and have fun, though. Like, I couldn't do that with the other band, like, because we do, we throw our guitars around, we move, we jump into the crowd, and all that. So it was just, like, playing to, like, empty faces if that made sense because if anybody that you know wears glasses or has contacts like when you don't when you can't see it's a little scary yeah, and you like, see like the outline kind of and then it's like... yeah empty faces like i don't i hope that person's smiling maybe that person's looking at me like an idiot <laughs> hopefully they're paying oh, attention as you're about to like jump into them because you can't see them either so like that, that oh my god well, i try to <laughs> like the little headband thing with the glasses but then like i sweat too much when i like move around like that so it's just like fogged up my glasses I mean, it's fucking stupid i can't do this like screw this i'll just i'm just going blind hopefully people take it hopefully i don't hurt myself uh another fun one i guess like uh we did a, a festival in ohio called the jamboree it was the last jamboree that they actually had and uh it was the first time i had 2013 the first time I ever played in front of like six thousand people, and I just remember fucking 
almost shit in my goddamn pants. It was just like one of those where you're just like, oh, we got a sound check. Go up there, man. What the fuck? <laughs> there was like three circle pits. Uh, there was a band called King 810 that was supposed to play the next day. Or they, they played the day, they were supposed to play the same day as us, but they played the day before. Or they were there the day before. Ended up shooting a fucking gun off, like <laughs> getting kicked off the show. Um, which, but that, that day leads to, like, we went to day one, we played day two. Day one after the show, like, it was uh, close to Toledo, Ohio. Um, we got like any, everybody that was participated at the show got a special performance with uh, Andrew WK. So we got I'm talking like Toledo, Ohio has this really killer venue. It's small, so they hosted it. Um, I'm talking maybe 300 people max that can fit in there. Yeah, I think we fit like 500 people in there, maybe four of just. And this is all bands and bands that played the fucking festival. Yeah. And then you have so it's just Andrew WK. It's not Andrew WK and his band. It's Andrew WK and his keyboard. It's super. Like I don't know if uh, anybody watching you've ever seen him do. Like at one point, he you do these little solo gigs, and it wasn't like backtracked music. It was literally I'm talking like keyboard computer music. If that makes sense. Hmm. Like where he just pressed fucking play, and it had like imagine hearing like the almost like 8-bit yeah where it's like and he did a whole like hour set like that just like it was out of this world you my <laughs> freaking mind i was like oh my god like and then he hung out with everybody just like it was nothing like he was super cool that's awesome damn another sh- man another fucking fun thing about that first story i was saying is we that next day, after that first Germany show, we were supposed to do this. We were, we were literally in support for this huge festival uh, with uh, Caliban, which is Europe's Kill Switch Engage, pretty much. Okay. Like, they're huge out there. We were, like, three hours late because how fucking drunk we got the night prior to. Like, because we had to keep pulling over. I had to keep, like, there's video, like, I got to... They're on there, like uh, my buddy Sam Singer, who was the singer of Within the Ruins at the time. Like, just, just pull over, <laughs> just too much cue. <laughs> it's one of those two. Like the show was huge. I can't remember most of it because I was so just out of it. Like when we got there, it was just like, all right, where's the beer at? Like, you know, where's the green room at? Like, because <laughs> Germany takes care of fans. Like hardcore take care of fans. Um, where you have to just pop that warm beer and just start chugging it. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. There we go, back to life. Yeah, just got to ease back into it. Set. I'm talking, the show was so big that, like, Caliban had semi-trucks for their fucking gear. Oh, my God. Like, because they had that stage set up. I, blew, I, didn't know, I personally didn't even know the festival was that big. I thought it was, oh, this would be a cool little festival. And it had bands from all over, too, from America, from uh, Mexico, like, uh, South America, all that. It was like nuts. Jeez. Still can't remember most of that show to be honest. <laughs> I remember eating shitty pizza, and uh, we found a wrestling ring somewhere in the venue, and the point where like, where's where's some Arctic Claire War? They kept going there, and there's some of us being like semi like uh, buzzed up, suplexing each other in this <laughs> ring. You guys gotta play. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> love wrestling that's fucking awesome uh 
out of like all the the places you played in Europe and stuff, would you say like Jeremy was kind of like the best place to play, or was there somewhere else that kind of was better? Um, I mean, all Europe just took care of bands. They have that like a you tour America, you know, they take care of you, but it's like a there's just there's always food, there's always beer. It doesn't have to be beer. It's just it could be sodas or anything else, but they always just like take care of the band. Mm-hmm. Like uh, out out in America, they take care of bands, but not to that extent. Like I I know friends that from Australia that have come out Europe that are like, "Where's our stuff? Where's our green room?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, America's not like uh, Europe touring. Like some places you're gonna get like, you know, a solid catering, this and that, but like it's a little different out here than you know out there. Like you guys are less saturated and we're extremely oversaturated where it's like, you know, you know, bands would rather get, um, you know, a hundred bucks in their pocket for food on their own. Cause some of those people don't want to eat catering, you know, some yeah. of those people don't drink. So they don't want beer on the rider and all that. They want, they want it money in their pocket. You know, and I understand that too. You know, I'd rather personally like eat a dollar menu thing and, or maybe get like a solid, like, you know, make my own food with that. Like, 10 bucks that I'd get, you know, like, oh, I can use five of it, get a couple of things, make a sandwich. Screw it. Yeah. Easy going. Honestly, yeah. the best place I think, I, like, <sighs> Russia or Australia was nuts. Like, really? Russia made us feel like rock stars, dude. Like, one of those rock. I didn't think about it, like, not at all, but like, the two times I went out there, it was just tons of people, so much fun. Like, and the food was really good, too. <laughs> Unique, but good. Yeah. Too much vodka. <laughs> too much vodka. They can drink out there. They can fucking drink. Germany can drink, too, though. Like, yeah. One of those reviews, like, I think that's why we drank too much on that first show, because it's just wanting to prove ourselves. Like, we're not stupid nerds. We can fucking hold our alcohol. <laughs> like, we can do this. Oh, why did I do this? <laughs> I don't really drink. I don't drink on tour at all anymore. Like, I'll drink if it's an off day. Um, being more of a singer now again, because um, I played bass. Like, I was a bass player. Like, uh, oh, okay. Um, I, you, you could consider it. I'm a uh, a professional bass player first, and uh, I play guitar and sing as a like. That's just an added bonus. It's just you don't really sing in deathcore music. Well, I guess now a lot of people do it, but back then it just wasn't really needed and. Uh, I was a singer before I actually really started doing uh, playing instruments too. Like I fronted my first band, I sang. Uh, we really wanted to be like uh, the band Aiden or uh, AFI a little bit, but goth punk. <laughs> Good times though. Yeah. Stoked to get back out on that road. Miss that shit, dude. Miss it. Yeah, uh, I I definitely miss it. I I saw you guys recently. Finally, uh, played a show. Uh, not too long ago. That was fun, man. <laughs> so, like, out in Washington right now, we uh, June 30th, everything opens up. We're, uh, I don't know how it is over there, you know, like, uh, I'm fully vaccinated. Pretty much the full band is, like, almost there with it. Like, uh, Evan works in the medical field, too, so, like, he's been vaccinated pretty much since the beginning when you could get it. Um, it's not as bad, like, uh, 
the robots haven't taken my skin over. <laughs> the 5G hasn't like uh, messed my brain up, and I don't have six arms or legs. But um, that's just rough. <laughs> like I got my second shot the day before we played that yeah. show, or two days before. So I got it Thursday. We played on a Saturday. I prepped it so I, I you know, I took that Friday off because I thought that you know it's gonna feel like death, and I did like the yeah. whole fucking day. I was shot. I felt shot the next day. Honestly, felt shot for a week, like where I didn't get back to. You know, and I, I, I'm an avid gym goer. I take care of myself, so like that hit me hard. And like I remember our drummer at the show, like dude, like <laughs> I ran up to him, like this is sick. And he was like, "You're sweating like profusely. <laughs> like I've never seen you sweat this much." I was like, "I sweat live. I'm also wearing a fucking suit vest and a tie." But it that's dude, I'm like sixty five percent like percent till about sixty five percent. My voice is a hundred percent, so that's all that matters. Like right. Uh, as long as I can sing, it's all that matters. But uh it was fun. Um sort of half capacity, so it's like eighty eighty people's a sold out show. We sold it out, it was sick. Um it's like the Copacabana, so you're playing in front of like uh if anybody checked out the videos uh, we'll be posting more from it. Um, there are tables, you know, it's like table seating. So it's like, how do you get the crowd going mm-hmm. with tables? Like, how can I, like, interact with them where they can interact with the tables, too? Hey, motherfuckers, let me see them forks in the air. Because, you know, you, can, you know it's, a, it's a bar venue, so you can get food, too. It was fun, you know? We did the whole, like, uh, queen thing, the we will rock you, like, do, do, yeah, do, do, yeah. It's like, what could you do with the tables and that? people got into it you know like what's cool is um whether it be you want to get out and play um whether your your state or your area is doing it if they are give it a shot because this is a whole new frontier in a way so the bands that are touring now are the bands that are testing the waters for us bands that want to tour a little bit later well we're a band that wants to we want to help our venues out here get back up on their feet before we go back on the tour or anything too you know so it's like we want to like gradually get back into it and uh honestly we're already like as of now like kind of booking our stuff in washington but still kind of setting stuff up for the next year and like the end of this year maybe flying out to some gigs just to you know play some festivals here or there if we can but it's the world's opening up like we got buddies playing festivals on the east coast Amber, which is really cool from out here. There's tours starting to happen. I'm getting hit up by friends that are like, "Hey, like we're trying to book something out that way." I'm like, "Okay, we're like, we're getting there. People are starting to feel comfortable. Yeah. It sounds like the numbers are going down too. So it's like, let's get back to it. Everyone get vaccinated and fucking play some shows." Right. <sighs> yeah, I'm so stoked. Uh, not not this upcoming weekend, but on the twelfth. Finally going to my first show since uh, basically COVID. Um, so I'm so super stoked on that just because it's it, it's it it needs to happen. I'm fully vaxxed. All my friends are vaxxed. Like, we're just ready to to do this safely, but get back out there. Who are you seeing? Uh, so it's uh, some of my friends. Uh, it's a band called Supportive Parents, another band called Dingus. And then another band called Arms Aloft. 
Vincent, support that local scene when you can. Like anybody, if you got vaccinated, go to a show. Yeah. If your friends are playing a show, don't ask for a guest list. Go buy a fucking ticket. Go buy some merch. Like, right now's the time to support. Like, we were the last to. We were the first to go, and we we're the last to come back. So it's like, I, <laughs> if people are gonna ask for like a guest spot, I'm gonna fucking kick you in the face. <laughs> it's like not fair. Man. Like. Support your local bands. Support your touring bands. Buy merch. Like, if you're gonna go see a band, like, if you do go to a show for free, at least buy their merch, kind of thing. Like, we're at that point right. where it's like coming back. I'm hoping. Like, all of us are in talks. It's like, okay, that first show we had was sick. It was awesome. We're like, okay, we're back. This is awesome. Let's hope this keeps going. To where it's like, we were hoping that more people come back out. Because I feel like a lot of people took music for granted in their areas where it's like, oh, I'll go to the next show. And then the pandemic happens. We had no next show. It's like, go see your friends play. Go help. Like, whether it be one band you like and the other bands you don't know of, go and watch all the bands. Like, this is that time where we get to kind of, like, start over. I'm hoping for more mixed bills. Like, uh, I want to play with, like, hardcore bands and metal bands and other bands. You know, like not just pop punk bands or rock bands. Like, uh, and coming from like that diverse, like heavy scene, we do technically, like, College Radio has played more shows probably with hardcore bands than we have with pop punk bands. <laughs> just because, like, that's what the Seattle scene has a lot of. And it's just a lot of the cool, cool, like, just people we like hanging out with, you know, end up playing more in the metal scene. So being a pop punk band that is accepted kind of in that metal scene is also pretty fun yeah no i mean I, you make a solid point like definitely don't ask to be on a guest list like if you do end up getting on a guest list buy merch like help support the band in another way but like also get out support your venues go to any show that you can especially i think there will be like a big revival especially since these early shows right now are going to be so limited capacity that it's just going to make people want to, like, go even more because we're so close, but they're still getting denied. So, like, it it, it, it should be a good revival, and I hope it'll build up every scene again just a little bit more and just see where it goes from here. We're literally fingers crossed, and I give respect to any band that is going out and touring right now, too, because it's like you're putting yourself on the line. So you don't know how a band is going to be safe and clean. Uh, it's it, how do you know that right. i mean if you're vaccinated fuck yeah like you don't have to stress too much but then there's some people that don't want to get it or some people that just still can get sick and you know being a touring musician i know how unhealthy touring is so like the fact that you know it's still a pandemic people still can get sick it's still super unhealthy to tour in ways and i mean it just Touring, like I said, in general, touring is extremely unhealthy on the body, whether it be, even if you, you are sober, even if you are, like, safe, you're not getting the best sleep. You're putting your body through hell, especially if you're rocking a show every night, getting in the van, sleeping in the van, and doing it for 30 days at a time. That shit takes its toll, like, so I definitely, like, anybody that's uh, touring, support those bands. Like, help them out. Don't give them shit, like... There are bands that just they wanted to get back to what they do you know so, some people started early some people that toured last year uh you know people having big shows now i mean there's you think about it too there's people getting frustrated like uh, the stuff that happened in new york with the madball show 
the show that I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw. There's like a, a band from LA had a huge thing. I mean, the videos from that LA one blew my fucking mind. Like Section Hate, rock and roll guys. Uh, I believe that is a, a Washington native, Nexi Mike's band. Uh, used to be in a band called Fear Styles from out here. I just that was nuts. Like from a a, a, a music standpoint, a fan standpoint, a hardcore like seeing it, it looked like a riot. But like a show, it I don't know if you I don't know if you saw the footage of that at all. Like check it out, it is out of this world. And I know people are were talking crap on it. Upon and Burning Body played uh, this weekend in Texas, and I the the Fort Worth show. Um, I played that venue they played, and they packed and sold it out. There was like seven eight hundred people in that venue. That blew my mind. But it seems like people are just being safe. Some people are frustrated still. Like, I, you know, I did see some friends from out here posting on some of the posts, like, talking shit. And I'm not calling anybody out, but it's just like, what are you going to do? Like, Texas opened up. Let them do their thing. If, if people are going to get sick, yeah. people are going to get sick, I guess. But a lot of those people have gotten vaccinated, you know? So let them have fun. If, that, if it's testing the waters, I say. Like, you know, I don't mean to piss anybody off by saying that because I know a lot of people get frustrated about, like, the whole thing. Um, if that person wants to go to a show, if those people want to go to a show, we'll let them, you know? Like, we're almost there, coming back. Like, we're working on it. Some of the stuff, it is kind of scary. Like, being... I went to watch some friends play, and they let a little more people into the venue than I was expecting. And it definitely one of those where I was like, I'm going to, you know, I'm vaxxed. I'm still going to keep my mask on. Like uh, my gym, they have signs all over right. their back. You don't have to wear the mask. I'm still going to wear my mask. I actually really like it. People don't have to see my shading face or shading grin. Uh, this is like the, I'm healthiest in general. So I, I maybe get sick maybe once or twice a year. Um, not being sick at all for a whole year because of how like, wearing the mask is has to be 100% why too so I'm gonna take it like I'm probably gonna wear it for elongated time honestly maybe for the rest of my life if I go out like especially on tour like um you know like I've always personally like I don't just shake people's hands I I, I do the elbow I fist bump because of germs you know and wanting to stay healthy on mm. tour so it's like oh a mask is just another thing that I can be healthy with on tour um promote my band with it i have like our logo on it and whatnot but i'm just i'm stoked for it all to kind of come back and do what we do and i hope that everyone does it safe but i mean we'll see we'll see at least we're prepped for yeah. next like pandemic that we possibly could have maybe but it still blows my mind that like something that happened in 1919 we couldn't quite do better in 2020 which is kind of nuts you think about it like 2020 1919 it's very similar years like like it was almost 1920 like you know the roaring 20s it makes sense because they went through that shitty ass pandemic and and then the 20s roar like now we're in our roaring 20s and everyone just kind of like can't get along still so it's like peace and love baby like throw that hate aside everyone love each other now like we're, we're moving on that was a weird tangent sorry 
<laughs> it's okay. I dig it. So, uh, on those solid words, we're going to, as we wind down here, um, I, <laughs> I, I want to say another thank you to, to Gordon for stopping by. Um, definitely go check out College Radio. And then, Gordon, for people that are looking for merch, music, or you guys in general, where can they find it? What's super awesome is our tag is at College Radio PNW. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, easiest way to find us, uh, Bandcamp. If you type in College Radio, find us. You can find all our merch there. Um, you can shoot us a DM on our Instagram, Facebook. We always get back the best we can. If you're like, looking for merch that way too, we always can work it out because we run everything out of our own headquarters, if that makes sense. Um, you can see some of the merch back here. We have like half the merch at Evans, half the merch here. So check us out. In- Instagram, Spotify, all that. That's a weird combination of words. Think Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, definitely go uh, check out all, follow them on all their socials. Check out their latest DP. Um, I used to get messed up. And then be ready for what's coming out. Go listen to Growing Pains as well. I don't feel like we mentioned that enough. That's the most recent. Go check that out. Um, and just keep these guys on your radar. AP told you to do it. I'm telling you to do it. Just go do it, you know? Um, so thank you again for stopping by or wanting to be on an episode. It truly does mean a lot. And because uh, I always feel like no one gives a shit about this stuff. And it's always nice when people uh, actually want to sit down and drink a beer and just bullshit about their band. So I'm always down for it. We love just talking about music and drinking a beer. Like, that's this is like the closest human reaction uh like interaction that i've been able to get where it's like because i can't go to a show and have a beer with a friend or can't go out like no you can't kind of can now but i'm i'm still pretty safe i don't like to go out unless like i have to and all that so it's the podcasts are honestly the funnest thing to to, like interact with the music community then like it's the closest thing we get to hanging out with other like like like-minded music friends yeah, it's a hundred percent. Like you're, you're not wanting to go out just to be safe. Um, I'm not wanting to go out just to be safe. And also, I'm an introvert most of the time, so I like to stay just in my house and not do anything. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so one more shout out to Gordon for stopping by. Truly do appreciate it. And uh, if you or anyone you know should be on an episode of Beers with Bands, feel free to reach out. Um, you got the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the Twitters, the emails on most of those. Or feel free to reach out um, anywhere. Gordon reached out. We set it up, uh, like, postponed. But that was okay, because that was Mother's Day, and it was the day of Mother's, and it needed to happen. Totally respect it. Mom came first. <laughs> mom came first on that one. <laughs> yeah, Thank ex- you, Mama, for creating. Exactly. Yeah. If you're in the Seattle area, go see them live at their next show. Because uh, they're definitely going to kill it. I wish I could be out in Seattle to watch. Uh, one, to just enjoy the great rain of the Pacific Northwest. But to also see you guys perform, I'm sure it would be sick. Um, so yeah, one more big thank you to Gordon for stopping by. Um, truly appreciate it. And uh, I'll catch everyone on the next episode. See ya. See you on the flip side, everybody. Hello to the world.